What's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music like indie rock, metal, etc. Then we just give our honest takes on the stuff that we hear. It's typically stuff that's submitted by listeners of the show. Sometimes it's their band. Sometimes it's their homies band. Sometimes it's a band they think we should hear. And yeah, we just give our uh, completely unrestricted, unfiltered opinion on things. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. Sometimes we're ambivalent. Just remember, though, we're not critics. It's not really a review show. Uh, we don't make any sort of value judgments about the music that we hear by and large. We just really like punk and hardcore, so we uh, put some mics in front of us and we talk about it. So if this is your first show, first episode rather, that's uh, that's the basic premise. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we get through a handful of them, and that's really all there is to it. Um, now, Nate, do you want to, I know we have this, do you want to save this for the end or do you want to just read it up top? Let's just let's just check it out at the end. Okay, so we'll, we'll do it maybe at the same time that we have, we do like the phone calls and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, We got a letter from the editor that Nate wants to read us that might be pertinent to some of well, our it, listeners. Well, it should be pertinent to you. Well, it will definitely be pertinent to me, but I think we have we have some listeners who it will also be pertinent to. Yeah. I just I just thought it'd be a nice little, uh, a nice little take on a, uh, I would say, um, renegade attitude you have about certain things. Right. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait to hear what she has to say about this subject. Yeah. Uh, you have anything else that you'd like to address up top before we uh, d- dive in for the week? Just trying to stay positive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything good happened this week? Uh, no. No, me neither. No, no, no. This, <laughs> I hope this is a recurring theme. It's like asking if something good happened. No, nothing no. good. I had a very stressful weekend yeah. last weekend. Right. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about it. A lot of family stuff that mm-hmm. uh, you hope never happens, but you know it's going to eventually. Right. Same. And, uh, you know, when, you're, when your parents become old and uh, crippled alcoholics, mm-hmm. uh, God damn it, you just... Gotta fucking suck it up and take care of the mess, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're, when your grandpa's dying of stage four cancer, you got to do the same thing. That's right. So um, nothing good happened this week. Uh, yeah, it's nice out today. That's mm-hmm. positive. Yeah, that is really positive. The weather is finally getting good. And I, I tell you what, at least here in the Midwest and especially mm-hmm. here in Indiana, yeah, the first days of, the, of, of spring, uh-huh. really, where we start cracking like the 50s and we get sun, mm-hmm. it's hog heaven. It is. <laughs> it's very it's, loud. It's awful. They yeah. are fucking everywhere right now. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's uh, nothing but a bunch of fucking pancake faces riding Harley Davidsons around town. <laughs> Big yeah. fucking moon-faced bearded pancake heads. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the closest thing to good that happened to me... I played a show on Friday, yeah. but I played it at the Rail, which is one of my least favorite places to play. It's not good. Bar shows are not good. Bar shows are unless almost never good. Unless you can ruin them. Right, unless you can ruin them. When we play the Rail, it's a great time. Right. When I play the Rail, there's only so much I can do. Right. Um, I did note that after our set, this happens every time we play there, people go up and say nice set to everybody in the band except for me. <laughs> now, that, that could be because I told them that every song was about coronavirus yeah, and that if it started taking out some people, it might not be such a bad thing. Right. Maybe I'm a little bit off-putting. I think my, my philosophy to that particular project, Kill Surf City, is that since it's more sonically accessible, I need to make it as unapproachable in every other way as sure. possible, right? Sure. We can't let anybody just rest on their laurels. No, you can't You can't let anybody have a good time for free. That's <laughs> exactly. You still got to pass the litmus right. test right. to get in the door. You got to pay the toll. Right, exactly. So uh, I, I, I took the girl that I've been hanging out with there, um, and I think 
we'll see if she ever wants to hang out with me again because she finally really saw me in my element, yeah. which is in public around people I hate, calling everybody I see a slur of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> and say, see that guy over there? I don't like that motherfucker. Yeah. Here's why. Yeah. And she was a little bit taken aback by it. She was like, wow, you really don't like anyone, do you? I said, no, I don't. This is not just a facade. I was not... When I told you I'm a negative person, this was not a thing. I, I, I wasn't saying I have a crass sense of humor because I like Rick and Morty. I was telling you I hate people and I wish them the worst. Yeah. I'm not kidding. So, you know. That sounds, that actually sounds like a fun night out. It wasn't bad, you know. <laughs> it wasn't bad. I just got to sit in the corner yeah. and point out everybody I didn't like and yeah. explain to her why. It wasn't terrible. I had some work to do, so I couldn't go out on Friday night. Yeah. Otherwise, I probably would have because... Um, Going out and uh, hating is one of the best things there is. Well, well, you and I actually specifically some... I don't know. Have we talked about it on the show before? I don't know if we've mentioned it, but we've actually gone to a bar to see bands that we know that we don't like with the express <laughs> yeah. intention of standing in the back and making fun. I know. And we yeah. should, I mean, that was a good time that night. Right. It was, it was so clear time. to everybody in the bar that we did not belong there. Right. Yeah. And that we were not there for any legitimate purpose. Yeah. And we literally went into a bar that we never hang out in bars. No. We went into a bar. We uh, imposed ourselves upon people on their home turf yeah. and then made fun of them to their faces. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we sure did. And it was a great time. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. So let's do that next weekend then. Yeah. I'm down for sure. Yeah, we should, we should see if there's anything good popping at the bars. Uh, maybe go see... I can't remember who we saw last time. The Kickbacks. Yeah, the Kickbacks. That's right. Right? Yep. Fort Wayne uh, Rockers, the Kickbacks. Not to be confused with Kickback. Right. Um, yeah, that was a really good time. I'm definitely down to do that again. I was just actually, I uh, I had lunch with Nate, who is one half of Head to Wall Records. We featured a couple a couple of their bands on the, on the show, and he was suggesting that we, um, and we've kind of talked about doing this before, of doing live demo listen where we like, you know, take it to a show right. and we review the bands right. after they play. Well, see, that's kind of how this started because right. we wanted to do a cable access show. Right, exactly. Where we invite bands on to play yeah. and then we immediately just let them have it whether right. we like it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's a good idea. If we ever get to the point where where we can travel with this at all and yeah. facilitate that and like you know, book a little week-long jaunt or whatever right. and, and we book shows specifically... Right. To go there with the... We have, we have no idea about the bands. Right, yeah. Right? If, yep. Like, if we were ever... Like, it, it's such an arrogant fucking concept. <laughs> it's the, the hubris of that concept. Yeah. We're going to go, hey, put your... We're, we're going to be in... We're going to be in in, 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 in Atlanta right. next week. Yeah. Right? Send us some submissions. Send us your name. <laughs> it, you know, we'll roll the dice. We'll see if you get on the show. Right. We'll let you know. We'll give you a heads up. You know, like yep. a couple of weeks out. Mm -hmm. And then we have not listened to you. Yep. We're going to give you our, our rough take <laughs> right off the cuff. After you've played live in front right. of us. In yeah. front of all your friends. I think it's a great fucking idea. But yes, it is. The hubris of that idea is pretty intense. It is <laughs> monumental, in fact. Yeah. I, I said I said there, if we ever do take it on the road, there will almost certainly be people that show up trying to fight me. Well, when we talked about doing the cable access show, we talked about... 
you know, like whatever happens in the studio happens. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which I'm, I'm, I'm totally for that energy. It's just the fact that like, you know, the podcast has made a few people mad, but in my case, it's merely exacerbated a pre-existing tendency for certain demographics of people to not like me. It's just given them fuel for that. Yeah. And uh, my homie who I was with was like, well, you know, can't Nate serve as your bodyguard? I was like, nah, I think we have the same philosophy. You know what I mean? If it's a one-on-one, yeah. Your friend's getting your ass whooped and until until such a time that it gets dangerous. Yeah, I, I, you know, yeah, it, you can't let somebody just get ignorant about sure, it. Sure, right, but until such a time that it gets life-threatening is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure if we took it on the road, some people would show up and probably try and swing on me. But Well, imagine, though, like, um, you tie that in uh-huh. with Demolition Fest. Right. Right? Yeah. 12 bands, uh-huh. 45 minutes. <laughs> right. They're all playing at the same time. <laughs> right, yeah. Right? Yeah. You tie that in with Demolition Fest somehow, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, maybe there's a matinee show before the fest. Right. Which would be the actual show that's instead the, of the fest. <laughs> right, that's the actual show, right? right. Yes. And uh, we roast your fucking bands live. <laughs> they, 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 they leave and they come back with some friends during the fest uh-huh. and try to fight us. Oh, God, that would be great, dude. <laughs> that would be such a good time. And worth every penny, right? Yeah. Because not only... Not only would you get to see something unbelievable, uh-huh. like seriously, right. I, I, I would say probably maybe one of the most um, benchmark exercises <laughs> in punk rock in its 50-year history. Perhaps so, right? yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> certainly something that will be talked about for at least a day and a half on the internet. That's true, yeah. And then also you get to see the organizers and hosts <laughs> of the fest and the show get into a fight <laughs> with bands that they made fun of earlier in the day. So we're fighting while the other bands are playing. Right. That's how it has to happen, right? Yeah, of course. You have to keep playing. Yeah, you have to keep going. Right. right. It's just a total... Uh, how could you not want to be in that room? Yeah, it sounds like a dream. Yeah. I love that. So uh, on that note, I guess let's uh, jump into the queue. <coughs> All right. Uh, we got, as, as always, we got 10 bands in the queue, mostly new stuff. We got uh, a handful of email submissions this week, so I went ahead and uh, went to those. First up, we have got a Japanese band with an incredibly Japanese name, which I fucking love. There is a time-honored tradition in punk and hardcore history of Japanese bands with English names that make absolutely no sense. Okay. The name of this band is Universe Last Award. Okay. But a ward. Like, okay. Not a ward, but a ward. As in, like, a psych ward. Or, yeah. You know, a mental ward. That, 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 as a sentence, that makes no, no sense whatsoever. Universe Last Award. Right. The release is uh, 9NS. They are from Fukuoka, Japan. Then we have got a new release on Grave Mistake Records, the band Destruct, uh, with their release Echoes of Life. This is a 12-inch that just came out on Grave Mistake uh, on February 26th, so it just dropped a couple weeks ago. Then we have got Backlash with their demo. This is a San Antonio, Texas band. I think this is one of two San Antonio bands we have in the queue this week that was sent to us by a listener to the show. Then we have got Sadie and the Wives with their self-titled 7-inch demo. This is a raw punk band from Hamilton, Ontario, uh, sent to me by a listener of the show who also happens to be in the band. Then we have got No Balance with The Despondent EP. This is a band from Dayton, Ohio. If this is the band that I'm thinking of in the submissions, they said they've been a band for like a year. They come from a more punk uh, they said a more punk and metal background, but this is their rock effort. 
So this is SSD after the kids will okay. have their say, perhaps. Okay. Uh, this is DYS after Brotherhood. Fire and Ice era DYS, maybe. Oh, yes. Then we have got Provoke with their release still here. This is a band from Oakland, California. This was uh, mastered by Will at Dead Air, sent us in, in to us by Tim Neff. He said we got another Willie Killy project in the, in the mix. Okay. Then we have got Nemesis with their Demo 19. This is the other San Antonio, Texas band with a uh, three-song demo. The person who sent in these two San Antonio bands said he didn't say which band, but he said one of these bands he was supposed to play guitar with, and then he was secretly kicked out. But then they used his intro anyway and put it on the oh, demo. Oh, he's got he's got a little grievance to air. It seems he might. Yes, he, he might thinks just. he's throwing a, he's throwing some red meat to the dogs. Maybe. Yeah, perhaps. And then we have got Boarding House Reach with their release All for Nothing. It's a two-song EP from a punk band from Chicago, Illinois. Again, this was sent to me by a listener of the show who happens to play in a band as well. Then we have got Hell Regal with their demo tape. This is a new Indianapolis band featuring, uh, well, a bunch of dudes that we know. This is uh, Joe Stevens is in this band. Okay. Uh, Chris Stinson is in this band. Okay. So unfortunately, that means they'll probably only be they're together. They're already broken for, up. They're probably already fucking they're already broken, broken up. up. Right. Chris was in a really good band a while ago that was kind of raw, punk-infused black metal stuff. Fucking awesome. They lasted not a year. What's the name of this project? Hell Regal. Like okay. H-E-L-L-R-I with an umlau, E-G-E-L. Uh, it's supposedly like, I think this is also like punk-infused sort of black metal shit. Right. So we'll see. Uh, Joe Stevens sent it over to us and called us a bunch of fruits. Okay. Um, then we have got School Drugs with their release Modern Medicine. This is a New Jersey hardcore band. This record came out on Indecision Records. They're playing my house at the end of the month on March 25th. I actually just found out via just lurking on Discogs the other day, the drummer of this band was the drummer of Dead Guy. Okay. Which I did not realize at all. There you go. So perhaps you and I can punish him about Dead Guy at the end right. of the month and ask him a bunch right. of questions he doesn't want to hear. I, you know, I, I don't like fanboy shit like No, me that. neither. There's no. no way, right? No. God, how, how it's the lowest of the low. Yeah. It really is. But the one exception that I'll make for that, and it, it's simply because it's so funny, is that when the dude from Chumbawamba plays my house over the summer. Well, yeah. Is I want to ask him all about the song. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. How'd you guys write that song? Right. I mean, where? how did you just arrive at the idea to write that song? What was the process like of recording the song? When the song got big, what was that like? You know, only yeah. ask him about the one song that has had any legacy whatsoever. Right, right. And, and like, do you, did you realize when you were writing it that it would be the end of your band? <laughs> it essentially was, yeah. Right? Right, yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's roll the dice and, and see what's up first. That's everything we got this week. Uh, nine. Okay, nine is Hellregal. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. It might be Hellregal. I don't know. When you're gonna when you're gonna write something in a foreign language, you don't expect me to pronounce it correctly. Well, the good thing about it is, mm-hmm. you know, since it's they're probably already broken up. Right. At yeah. least it wasn't a good name. Yeah, exactly. Because Indy does have that that problem where they use up all the good names. Oh, uh, they did one of our least favorite things. God damn it. Yeah. They they put they put all of the tracks on one track. I think this is just two tracks because it's free country slash Jack the Ripper. Yeah. So I guess hopefully there's some sort of discernible pause between the songs. So you we, might get one, you might get two. Yeah. We don't know what's up. Well, it's six minutes and twenty five seconds of music, so you're just gonna get one. We're not gonna listen. We're not we're not kicking the show off with six and a half minutes of music. Um, I tell you what, hmm. I do enjoy the picture on the. 
artwork for the demo. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. I don't sick, know who right? that is, but they're wearing like a Knights Templar helmet and a leather jacket and black pants and boots, holding a sword with their foot up on the seat of a hog. Yeah, <laughs> yep, pretty sick. Right, an iron horse. Uh-huh. Uh The the art was done by Nicky Rat. I know that name. He's definitely played in like some punk and hardcore bands that are somewhat notable, but I just can't think of what bands he's been in right now. Yeah. Maybe we'll look it up uh, while the music's playing. So we are going to listen to Free Country off of the Hell Regal demo tape. <laughs> That was the song Free Country by the band Hell Regal off of their 2020 demo. Um, that uh, falls in the the, the, tra- the tradition of hardcore kids uh, wanting to play Motorhead songs, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And so they get a little older, they grow their hair out a little bit. Right. They adopt maybe a little more black, whereas they normally wear stained white t-shirts. They're sure. wearing black. They're wearing fucking maybe some uh, some cowboy boots. Right, yeah. Oh, with the biker boots, whatever the fucking boots yeah, are. Yeah, like right? engineer boots. Engineer right. boots, right. Yeah. And uh, they try to they try to play some motorhead riffs. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you listen to a band like Inepsy, mm-hmm. 
fucking works for sure city weapons is a really good fucking record yep. and the title track is super fucking good definitely and when i was listening to that i was kind of thinking of things like you know a band like in Epsi. right yeah um they're, which they would they would definitely enjoy that comparison they're, right they're drawing from it's that. obvious that yes. that's what that's going for. right yes whether or not it pulls it off i don't know the song itself found a little felt a little lackadaisical to my ear yeah didn't seem to have like the ripping energy and that might just been in the, sh- the piss poor production Maybe. Because, um, I mean, it was everything was just sort of buried in the noise of the recording. Right. Um, whether that's what they're, if that's what they're going for, I think that was an example where you probably should clean it up a bit more. A tad. Um, and just for my liking, pick up the pace a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, Rip it, it a little fucking harder. I agree. It was, it was a little, it was a little slow. It yeah. was a little slow. If you, if you just boot. Pick that up by 15 BPM or something, it would have felt a little bit more urgent. A little more snap to it. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to say. I, 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 I'm going to say that I, I don't... I, I would like to hear more output. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't mind seeing them if they're not already broken up. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, clearly, this is, a, this is a project in the works. Right. And this is... Uh, well, this is a demo. Sure, yeah. Right. And it's not bad for a demo. Uh, that said, you know, <coughs> all uh, at least a couple of the dudes that play in this band have uh, pretty serious credentials and pedigree playing in dope-ass bands. Sure. I mean, Joe was in Sacred Leather, which sure. is great. Yep. Those dudes were in CC Murder Dogs, which was great. Right. I mean, they've all played in a lot of really good they've fucking been, They've bands. been around for a minute, so. They have. And, and Joe is like a dyed-in-the-wool metal dude, too. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, he is a a hardcore kid on one level but like his heart has always been in metal and he's been playing in metal bands for the better part of a decade sure um so these dudes know their stuff as far as reference points go uh i know at least chris and joe are good players they're good songwriters i like this stuff i like what they're going for the inepsy comparison is obviously apt um at first when i like I said, I, I first described it as maybe being more black metal infused punk. Not exactly. There's more, if anything, it's like proto black metal in the vein of like Venom or something like that. If, right. if, if there's any sort of influence like that, it's more like new wave of British, British heavy metal channeled through punk and hardcore, yep. um, which again is a formula that I do enjoy. This could be a lot of fun live. Uh, I want to listen to the other song, the side B, presumably of this cassette and see if it's uh, got a little bit more energy to it. But the idea is good. I dig it. And I hope that this band sticks around long enough to do something, um, you know, put out a, a couple seven inches at least. You know what I mean? The sample was a bold move, too, on a two-song demo. Yeah, it's a long sample for it's a, a two-song demo. Sample. I get it. It's dope, right? Yeah, it was a good sample. It's a cool sample, but um, maybe maybe put that in your back pocket until right. you got a little more. Because the sample was nearly as long as the fucking song. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Right. exactly. So just, uh, you know. Put that in the back pocket till you got a little more output. For sure. I also don't know who's doing what in this band. I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's I don't no know. credits on it. I, I know. I don't think Joe or Chris are singing because I believe the dude who's singing for this band may have followed me on Instagram and I saw that he was singing for this band. So I assume that Chris and Joe are on stringed instruments. Right. Um, and I'm not sure. I think maybe Josh... Josh Mawson is a he's a slightly younger punk dude that I met met years ago down in Indianapolis who's played in a couple bands with Chris since then. Um, I think he might be playing drums in this band, but I really don't know. Probably not because they're already broken up. Yeah, right. Yes, they they all were doing these things. Right. Like like I said, if you're not familiar with this, there we've kind of touched on it in uh, other episodes of the podcast. But indie is truly cursed. There's like 
so many good bands that crop up, put out a fucking killer demo tape, play a few shows, and then disappear for fucking ever. Yep. It is a curse, and it sucks. It's like, I dig the, like, I I dig the burn brightly, but shortly ethos. Right. I'm into that, but not that fucking short. Right. Not a firecracker. You right. know what I'm saying? Give me something a little bit more. You got to let somebody hear you before you fucking break up. Right. Exactly. Right. You got to make an impact. Yeah. And again, just simply by contributing to the dearth of names already, there's a lack of uh, availability in terms of good band names because the shit has been going on for so long. So when you fucking form a good band with a good band name and then break up a month later, you're just, you're, you're wasting. Well, it. here's the thing. Yeah. Now, there's like there's like a statute of limitations on that sort of shit. Right, yeah, yeah. I think we're past that point. We can use those names again. I agree with that. Like Side Effects. Right. Great band name. Side FX, you know, Side Effects. Great band. They didn't put out enough. They weren't around long enough, you know. I think if we want to use that name, we will. Just use it. Yeah, we'll just use it. So right. anybody anybody want to use the name Side Effects, it's up for grabs. Yep. I just decided. Yep. Um, so yeah, the Hell Regal stuff, pretty cool. Want to listen to the other song of that demo. Promising. Would like to see a little bit more urgency and energy put into it. And yeah, I don't want super clean production on stuff like that, obviously, but maybe a little bit more high fidelity than that, just so I can get, because you guys presumably are trying to come with the riffs. I heard some motorhead riffs in there. I'd like to be able to actually discern those and make those out a little bit more. And I think it would help. Yeah. That's, that's my opinion. Yep. All right. Let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Seven. Okay. Seven is Nemesis. The Bandcamp is nemesistx.bandcamp.com. This is their demo 2019. It came out August 8th of last year. It's a three-song demo. I assume that this is the band that Homeboy said he was going to play guitar in and then secretly got kicked out of Yeah. Uh, because there's an intro on this, and I don't think there's an intro on the other band that he sent me. We're going to skip the intro, obviously. Yeah, we're not going to give. You, we're <laughs> yeah. not gonna let you hear that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but that is presumably the intro that was stolen from him. So let's just listen to Delusions because the other song on this is over three minutes and long. And it's the last song in the album, so you song. know there's a bunch of fuckery. Right, yeah. So let's just listen to Delusions. So we are going to hear Delusions by Nemesis off of their Demo 19.
right, we just heard the song Delusions by the band Nemesis off of their Demo 19. So that sounded like tracks that you would hear at the end of like a discography CD or like an extended version CD of some, you know, classic big name hardcore band. Right. Like Integrity. Uh-huh. And this is like their, like Dwid's first fucking band. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, yeah, that's actually a pretty, pretty, uh, right. pretty good comparison. Yeah. It was just, it was apt enough that maybe people in the local scene thought that like the demo was super crucial or whatever, and right. just to, in the completionist yeah. to be a completionist, right. whoever put the fucking compendium CD out, right? Okay, well let's put the let's put the Nemesis demo on there, right? Yeah, from yeah. nineteen, you know, just because I mean Dwid's on it, right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Um, I don't think I sound like integrity or anything. I'm no. just saying, you know, I get what you're saying. Um, that was whatever, right? You know what I mean? That that that, that was that was Dime Store, uh. Dime store fucking hardcore in basically any city across the states, right? Where there's any any group of people playing music, sure, and with the internet, right? And they're gonna do something like that. And the yeah. local kids probably like it, unless it's maybe a big city, and then no one really gives a shit, sure, right? Um, and uh, stupid lyrics about nothing, hmm. stupid lyrics about you know. Oh, Getting getting your fucking revenge on something, <laughs> right? Right. I yeah. mean, God, it's like, it's it's like uh, it's almost like those lyrics were written by like a random lyrics generator. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you just put some concepts into a fucking algorithm and it spit out, you know, those fucking lyrics. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so unpointed, right? And uh, I guess unpointed and incoherent as to literally be about almost anything. Right. Yes. You could interpret that any way you want. Right. As long as it's generally about vengeance of some sort. Right. 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 Utterly pointless drivel from the mouths of 20 year olds. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, No shortage of that in hardcore either. Nope. Um, So I I don't really give a shit about that. That's... Why would I listen to that again? Sure, right. I mean, it's it's informed by crossover. That's definitely a trend that is is on the rise right now right. because we've noted it a few times. We've been getting more and more crossover infused hardcore bands sent to the show. Some of them are very dope. Some of them are more in this camp. Right. In in that it's not god awful by any means, but it's not doing anything special and. We've lived through a period of time where there was a, a massive shortage of crossover-infused hardcore bands playing, and now we live in a time when there are some really standout acts doing very dope shit with this form. So if you're going to come, you need to come correct. And we've even heard some from Texas, and I know Texas is a big-ass state. Texas but. is a big state, but yeah, there's a lot of fucking dope. Sh- I mean, worst beha- that band Worst Behavior yep. is from Texas. Yep. Power Trip is from Texas. I mean, there are a lot of fucking great bands from Texas that have been doing the fucking like crossover thrash thing. Uh, over the last five to ten years that are doing it really fucking well. So coming from San Antonio, you have an especially high bar to jump over. Um, nobody's going to give a shit about this in the local scene when you have b- b- like bands that are doing it at the top right. tier of what can be done with that genre right. in the same state right now. Right. So, yeah, this isn't terrible, but like... You guys just need to step up your game on that. The recording was also really bad. I can tell this is a home recording. Uh, You probably did it on the same mic that we're using to record the podcast, Um, which I know because I've tried to record demos on that before. It it almost sounded like it sounded like it was recorded at like, you know, 
the Biloxi VFW. <laughs> right, yeah. Playing to a crowd of four. You can hear nothing but uh, the drums are nothing but hi-hat. Right. The guitars, I know you put a lot of reverb on them in post because the tone wasn't that good, so you wanted to bury it and throw some reverb on it to help out. The vocals were... Um, up front in the mix because they can't help but to be anywhere else because it's the only thing that the mic could actually capture with any right. sort of clarity or fidelity. And the whole thing sounded so hollow. Right, yeah. There's yeah. no low end to it, no fucking punch to it at all, right? So next time you guys go in to record, yeah, front a little bit of money. You know what I'm saying? This That song would have been better if it beat my ass a little bit more with the mix. It still wouldn't have been outstanding or incredible, but... It would have done a lot a lot more for me because I want to hear music like that produced with not super high fidelity uh, produ- production techniques, but at least like beefier. I want a thicker fucking mix. I want to like hear the fucking guitar tone. I want to hear the snare beating ass. And uh, that recording did none of those things. Nope. And the song itself was not incredibly good. So... Uh, yeah, better not, but better luck next time. It's just a demo. Keep plugging away. But you know what? Uh, the individual who sent this in, Alex, if this was indeed the band that you got secretly kicked out of, hey, buddy, maybe you dodged a bullet. You know what I mean? Be- might, yep. You you might you might land yourself in something a little bit better. Like I said, this isn't by no means the worst thing that I've heard. Not fucking awful, but it did nothing for me. Yep. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Okay. Eight. Eight is School Drugs with their release Modern Medicine. The Bandcamp is schooldrugs.bandcamp.com. I'm pretty sure this can also be found on the Indecision Records Bandcamp, where you can uh, you can buy physical copies from this Bandcamp. I'm sure Indecision has them too. This is, like I said, a New Jersey hardcore band with uh, definitely a, a healthy dose of, of of classic U.S. hardcore influence in there. Um, a, a very good band. I, I have heard this band. I have not listened to this entire LP, but I've heard the band because obviously they asked me to book them. I checked it out. A couple of the, at least one member, maybe two members of Jell play in this band. Jell is a fucking great band. We've played them on the show before. They played at the house. Jell is playing at my house again next next month with uh, Moist Boy, who we've also had on the show. So, uh, so yeah, this is, like I said, got some folks in it who I know to put out great stuff. This came out in September of last year. Obviously, the drummer, a fucking dead guy playing in this band. Um, that's that's some serious hardcore pedigree right there. If you listen to the last Patreon episode, you uh, heard us wax poetic about how important Dead Guy is to us. So, uh, what song or songs do we want to listen well, to? I don't know. You're familiar with them, so yeah. Um, honestly, we could uh, we could just play the title track, the opening track. Okay. So we're gonna listen to Modern Medicine off of the release of the same name by the band School Drugs.
All right, that was the song Modern Medicine off of the LP of the same name by the New Jersey hardcore band School Drugs. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, catchy riff, catchy vocal delivery, good sound of the recording all around. Yep. And like rooted in 80s hardcore and the influence, mm-hmm. but at the same time, pretty fucking modern sounding. For sure, yeah. Uh, this is the kind of shit that like, I don't know, I would see in like an old skate video. Oh, totally. From the 90s. Totally, yeah. And make me want to skate. Yes. But... I can't. <laughs> right. Yes. Our band has a song about that. Right. Yes. Right. And so that's that's what this that's what this makes me want to do is like totally go out and fucking skate. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. This is this does, I I hadn't thought of that, but like as soon as you mentioned it, yes, this does bear this does bear a lot of this does bear a lot of similarities to a lot of the skate rock stuff that I really enjoy. Yep. Uh, like Bones Brigade and shit like that. Um it's it's not a far cry off from that. Like I said, definitely informed by some 80s hardcore. I mean, you can hear notes of Circle Jerks in this. You can hear notes of TSOL in this. To, to my ear, uh, ironically, because they're from New Jersey, I hear a lot more West Coast yeah, influence in this stuff. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? There's a little bit more melody in it. There's, there's a more... I want to say like a cavalier approach to it. It's a little bit like the music is played tight. You know what I mean? Right. It's put together and it's well written, but like the vocal delivery and everything is just, it feels like loose. It feels like off the cuff. It feels cool and fun. Right. Exactly. It doesn't feel, you know, false aggro. Yep. yep right. Yep. There's a franticness to it. Right. Uh, but the whole thing just feels cool and fun and, 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 uh, not lacking humor right yes exactly uh which as we have discussed many times on this show is one of our favorite qualities in a punk or a hardcore band is some self-awareness some humor and acerbic wit right you know what i mean all of those things endear a band to me more than any sort of tough posturing or anything like that right this is this is just how i like my hardcore yep it's fun well played well written urgent frantic high energy in and out doesn't overstay its welcome. No, and I mean that was that was a minute fifty five, two yep. minutes. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel like it. Nope, not at all. Right? It didn't. It didn't feel like it. Yeah. Um, I was not. I was not in any way ready for that to be done. But uh, you know, at the same time, yeah, made sense to end it when you did. Right. Exactly. So yeah, uh, if they're playing at my house on March twenty second, so if you're a listener and you're in the area, come through. It's a Sunday. Three band show, I think. I was actually going to ask if we could play. <laughs> I forgot. To, I think I forgot to ask you guys. Yeah, we could play. I can I mean, play. it's a Sunday, so yeah. I don't see any reason why not. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, fucking, I'm super stoked to see that shit live. Yeah, super stoked to see it live. And if you like that, like I said, they have uh, up for grabs on their Bandcamp, or you can order it off of the uh, Indecision Records Bandcamp. So, let's uh, roll the dice. See what's up next. Three. Okay, three is Backlash with their twenty demo. It is backlashtx.bandcamp.com. This is the other the other potential band that Alex, who sent the San Antonio bands in, could have been in. Because oh, okay. at first I misspoke and said that this band didn't have an intro and the other one did. This band also has an intro. So he maybe maybe missed out on being a nemesis, maybe missed out on being in Backlash. Either way, who knows? Um, so this is, like I said, another San Antonio uh, hardcore band. I don't know if they have similar vibes to Nemesis or not. This is a four-song demo. Just came out, let's see, February 15th, so just a few weeks ago. Um, we're obviously going to skip the intro. 
We could, well, so two of the songs on this, other than the Holy intro. Holy shit, the intro is two minutes and three seconds long. Yeah, man, that's a long fucking intro. What the intro. fuck? Yeah. Then we go into a song that's under a minute and a half long, followed by two songs that are three minutes or over. Yeah. That's all That's all over the place. So here's what, here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't think the second song is necessarily representative of what right. is going on. Yeah, right? I agree. I actually think that what you probably should have done mm-hmm. was intro slash choice to make right yes right that would have made more sense three minutes 27 seconds right that would have made more sense right for sure why the fuck is your intro like one like why is that longer than a regular song right yeah that's that's insane right and and at that point how is it not a regular song yeah no it's just a regular song exactly it's just an instrumental song right yeah unless there's a bunch of fucking like samples and bullshit in it Right. right yeah Big mistake. Yeah, agreed. Big mistake. Yep. Especially in a four-song release. Putting a bad taste in our Yo, mouth. unless you're like Electric Wizard, uh-huh. you never have an intro two minutes long. No, 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 no. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> I'm, flab- I'm honestly flabbergasted. <laughs> That's astonishing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a long intro. If, if that dude wrote that intro, uh-huh. dude, come, come on. on. Come on. Come on, Alex. Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, he did say they slowed it down. So maybe it went from a one-minute intro to a two-minute intro. It was 15 seconds initially. (laughs) They really slowed it down. So what song do we want to listen to? Um, Failure? I guess. I'm always skeptical of the last song. Right. Well, that so that's why I'm saying we can we can listen to failure because that's right. the song before, which the last is unfortunately song. the longest song. It unfortunately is. Listen Maybe to us complaining <laughs> about three minutes and twenty two seconds. <laughs> Maybe it's great. You know what I mean? It could be awesome. Uh, okay, so let's just listen to failure. Okay, cool. So we're gonna listen to failure by Backlash off of their twenty demo. Fight! 
That was the song <laughs> Failure by the band Backlash off of their 20 demo. Yeah. I don't like good hardcore that sounds like this. This uh-huh. sounds good. Right. I don't like this. Right, yeah. I don't like, I don't like shitty hardcore that's going for this. Right, yeah. Why would I like well-produced hardcore that's going for this? Right, yeah, yeah. Or other way around. Other way around, right. Yeah. Other you way don't around, like right. well-produced hardcore. My brain hardcore is literally farting out of my ears right now. <laughs> it's like yeah. meltdown mode. <laughs> right. I don't like shit like this. Yeah. The crybaby lyrics. Mm-hmm. Those lyrics... Come on. Yeah. There's no way to deliver those without sounding like a giant fucking pussy. Yeah, man. Alone and scared is all you've ever known. Right. <laughs> from and, and, jump? And, and, and like from and, jump? And like lyrics like that when they're delivered like in a format where they're, you know, the, the delivery mechanism is to make them sound hard. Right. Yeah, make yeah, them yeah. sound even softer. Right. Yes, I agree right? with that. Yeah. Those those lyrics sound like they were <laughs> Like Jesus Christ himself could have been lamenting those lyrics, right? <laughs> yeah. On his final days before, uh, you know, he was turned into the feds. Right. Right. Yeah. And spiked up on the fucking beams. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. I, I don't like lyrics like that. I don't like crybaby lyrics. Sorry. You know? Always giving and never taking. Doubt it. <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Probably not true. Doubt it. Right. Right. I mean... If you're always, if you're from your perspective, you're mm-hmm. always giving and never taking, but life is still shitting on you. Maybe you're it's probably you. doing a lot of taking. Maybe it's you, man. Right? It yeah. might be you. You know what I'm saying? It might be you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a situation where, man, I just can't figure out why the whole world is against me, right. and I don't have a single friend in the world. Right? It might be you. Right? It's, it's probably a, not eight billion people. Right? I mean, you. it's probably that's that's literally the exact same lament that like nice guy incels make. Right? Yes. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like I'm out here fucking. I'm a great fucking partner. I would be awesome. And they, all these fucking bitches, yeah. these fucking cunts, they're, they're fucking ugly anyway. Right. Just fucking let these fucking bro chads walk all over them. It's the exact same thing where you're like, the whole world hates right. me. I'm an enemy of the world. Right. Well, you're an enemy of yourself. Right. You know right. I mean, I mean I, you're an enemy of a good time. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was lampooning the lyrics a little bit before it came on. Big old failure. Oh, why, oh, why am I <laughs> such a failure? I wish I could just play another breakdown. Oh, boy. 
I just look. It, this isn't the worst thing that I heard. Um, no, but I, it's put a fucking bug up my ass. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm more liable to like stuff in this vein than you are, Nate. Obviously, but this isn't landing anywhere close to being good enough for me to give a shit about it. And yeah, it, the, the, the delivery of even of the instrumentation, uh, I noticed from Jump with this. It felt just kind of stilted. It yeah. felt kind of stilted and stiff and mm-hmm. sterile. Like hardcore that achieves this, that that hardcore in this vein that achieves a sound that I actually enjoy has a lot of like organic groove to it. There's and, a flow to it. And a lot of bounce to it, yes, and a good flow. Whereas this just felt incredibly stiff. You were going for bouncy New York hardcore, but... It just, there, there wasn't, I don't know if the playing is not tight enough, if you guys aren't playing together as a unit well enough to well, achieve that. you know, and, and we're coming pretty hard, but odds are young folks. Probably, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Hammering it out. It sounds like young people. Keep fucking working. Yeah, sure. But for the love of Christ, stop being fucking crybabies. <laughs> right, yeah, please. Right? Please, dude. Just fucking knock it off. Right, yeah. Right? And, you know... If you're an asshole once, right. it's probably, you know, a misinterpretation. But if sure. you're getting shit on and you're an asshole every time, right. problem's you. Right, yeah, for sure. And and there are ways to write about your uh, your challenges and your struggles that don't come off as, like, fucking pity me, feel sorry for me. You know what well, I mean? Okay, the greatest hardcore song ever written. Nothing. Nothing. Right. Those are some fucking crybaby lyrics. Sure. But the way they are delivered... Right. Is fucking murderous. Yes, and it's delivered. It sounds like it's delivered by a man on the edge, right. the screaming edge of sanity, right? Ready to fuck. It sounds like John Brandon is has the gun to his head as right. he's recording it. You know right. what I'm saying? It doesn't. It doesn't vibe. sound like somebody hooting, right? You know, because those were hoot owl vocals, yeah. right? Ooh, 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 yeah, ooh. It, it didn't sound like a fucking hoot owl crying in the woods, right? About how he ain't getting no strange or whatever. <laughs> Right. I like the idea of an owl lamenting not being able to get any new push. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're hooting about up in those trees. Yeah, all those night. incel owls. Yeah, I hate those incel but owls. But yeah, like nothing has crybaby lyrics. Right. But it's the best hardcore song ever fucking written. Right. It's one of the hardest fucking songs of all yeah, time. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Right. Right. There are ways to approach this and to... Uh, and to discuss and frame these issues that don't sound like this. And part of it is just the, yeah, the, the delivery and the framing of it musically. Um, you know, it's easy for shit in this vein to come off as just sort of try-hard, crybaby shit. But, again, you all are probably young. This is by no stretch of the imagination the worst thing that I've ever heard. If this were done really, really well, there's a chance that I could like it a lot more. But this isn't quite getting there yet. But it's a demo that came out in you know a few weeks ago. And also... You already have two minutes and three seconds of intro on the fucking demo. Right. And then we have to sit through another minute 15 before you even get going with this song. Yeah, man. Let's fucking go. Right, right. Shit or get off the pot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You basically put another intro on the beginning of this song if it takes you a minute 15 to even get to where the vocals are coming in. Right. Come on. Come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, maybe better luck Better luck next time. Yeah, keep at it. Um, Stop fucking crying. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Four. Okay, four is No Balance with the Despondent EP. The Bandcamp is No Balance Sucks, S U X dot bandcamp.com. This is a Dayton, Ohio band. Like I said, this was submitted by a listener of the show who says that this is his band's more uh, rock effort. Okay. The Despondent EP. Well, we were just talking about crybaby stuff. 
It's a bunch of fucking horses fucking frozen in a snowdrift or something. Yeah, and it's called The Despondent EP. I tell you so. what. If you were in a situation where, like, mm. the Old West. Yeah. You come across that scene. Yeah, I'd be despondent. It's a fucking banquet. <laughs> well, that, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's like true. Like, if you find yourself in that, oh, fuck yes, right? <laughs> yeah, get some dinner. Yeah. Um, well, we're certainly not going to listen to the song that's over five minutes long. Let's uh, listen to the opening one. Zerotonin? Yeah. It's a really dumb name. Napathy? Napathy's a really dumb name, too, yeah. Right? Um, Nightmare, you know, it's an outro. I think, like I said, when you can't tell, uh-huh. right, when there's no obvious gives right. about which song you should pick. Yeah. Right, go with the first track because yeah, you always want to open with your fucking banger. Yeah, for sure. So we are going to listen to Zerotonin by No Balance off of the Despondent EP.
All right, that was the song Zerotonin by No Balance off of the Despondent EP. Okay, so that was better than, I think, I, I kind of got caught up in the, the aping on it before we went in. Yeah. That was better than I expected. A lot better, actually. Uh, it, it, it grew on me as it went on. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I did give it an eye roll. Yeah. Um, but as the song went on, as the song drug on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it actually wasn't that long. No, no, it wasn't. Um, uh, I found myself enjoying it more and more, yeah. pulling heavily from fucking Alice in Chains, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Caius, and right. like Man's Ruin, Desert Rock sort of shit. Yep. Um, which I like plenty of that stuff. Sure. Um, so as long as it's delivered right. And the funny thing is... A lot of bands, especially like smaller bands like this, mm-hmm. when they play, are playing in venues that I hate going to see them play. Exactly. Yes. Right. This is this is a fucking bar project. Right. Yeah. And I hate going to bars. Same. Right. Same. I hate it. Yeah. Um. I think I've said before, if I'm if I'm going to a bar, there's only one reason, and that's to see a band or a show. Right. And when the band that I want to see isn't playing, or when bands aren't playing, I am outside the bar. Sure. The thing that sucks now in Fort Wayne is no smoking in bars so everybody's smoking outside yeah which sucks right right just like fuck you know yeah um i can't i can't escape it well just be an adult and don't smoke fucking cigarettes in the year 2020 yeah like what kind of clown are you right? yeah like fuck what the fuck yeah what the fuck yeah truly right i, I there's not a lot of shit that will really like there's not a lot of shit that will draw my ire yeah like a smoker in the year 2020 yeah. it smells like fucking shit it's expensive. It is perpetuated by companies that have the worst interests of every human on the planet Earth in mind. It is going to give you cancer for sure. Right. It is, And the, you're not fucking James Dean. No, it's the dumbest fucking habit ever. Stop smoking, you fucking morons. Yeah. But yes, and I the, digress. And the only reason that you start smoking is because you think it looks cool. Right. There, there's, no, there's no other fucking It's amazing. Reason. It's right. amazing how gullible the human psyche is. It's insane, man. Right? It's insane. It's, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. If you're smoking in 2020, man, let, put a fucking bu- bullet in your brain. You're yeah, a just wait. Moron. Just wait. Just wait till you're like 70 and off yourself. Yeah, exactly. Go out with a fucking bang yeah. instead of a slow crawl because... Because, like, you know, your youth is hanging. Your youth is the only thing letting you get by while you smoke. Right, yeah, exactly, But once man. you hit that pivot point, no all way. downhill. All downhill, baby. Yeah. And, it, and it's never fucking, it, it, and you're never, it's never going to get better. It's astonishing. Right. Right? But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. I digress. <laughs> right, yes. Right? This, this is, is bar the, This music. is the type of band that forces me to go out and be around people that are smoking to, sure. if I want to see them. And that right. irritates me. Very much so. Right? That, that genuinely irritates me. But, um. Sonically, I like this, uh, I would say, a lot as it went on. Yeah. And I will check out the rest of that for sure. I agree. I, I really dug that. I was not expecting to like that nearly as much as I did. As you mentioned, we got a little bit caught up in lampooning it before we ever uh, even heard a note of music, which is a habit, a bad habit that we have. But, uh, yeah, I guess with the kind of dumb song names and it being called the Despondent EP and a little curly mustache. and Yeah, the curly mustache is definitely... I, I saw a curly mustache and a cig. Oh, yeah, one of the guys in the picture is smoking a cig, at least one right, of them. Right, the dude with the curly mustache. Yeah, so I saw a curly mustache and a cig, and I saw tiny little plugs and ears, yeah, and I'm just and right thinking... Away, right away. And you tell me, oh, we used to be more punk and hardcore, and now we're doing our rock thing. I'm like, yeah. Jesus, this is going to be a nightmare. But... 
Uh, you guys actually delivered what you were going for with a, a, a high degree of competence. The production was really good on this. The drum sounded snappy and full. The guitar tone was really fucking good. The, the tone on that solo was awesome. The bass was fucking awesome. Yeah. Just growling in underneath all of it. Yeah, the production was really fucking good on that, man. Uh, vocalist has some genuine pipes can actually sing in a way that was not annoying to me, which is a huge hurdle to jump over anytime I hear music with vocals that are not yelled. <laughs> if you're gonna if you're <laughs> you know? gonna if you're gonna play this, you have to have right. yeah. fucking the harmonies were great. The harmonies were definitely Alice in Chains informed harmonies. Those minor harmonies that uh, they did so well that you don't hear a lot of bands executing. Uh, so props on that. Yeah, this was actually surprisingly good. I was uh, pleasantly surprised, which doesn't happen a shit ton on this show. I mean, sometimes we're I, there's plenty of times where we're like, oh, shit, this fucking rips. But there aren't that many times when I go into something fully convinced that I'm not going to like what happens. Because when I press pause on the recording and we were about to play, I said, I don't expect anything good out of this. Right. And then... I was pleasantly surprised, and it was actually really well executed. So, shout out to No Balance. This yeah. was this was good. I would I will definitely check out the rest of this release. I would definitely see this live as long as it didn't demand of me uh, going to a place that I really, really didn't want to be. Right, and and shave the mustache. Yeah, sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop yeah. smoking. Yes, right. And come up with a better logo because that logo does not fit your band and kind of sucks. It looks like cum. Your yes. logo looks like a bunch of cum. But other than that, <laughs> two thumbs up. I, I, I thought that was really good, and I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I think we got time for uh, we got time for one more. You got to go see a movie with your girl here pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. Uh, three. Okay, let's see. Three is Sadie and the Wives. The Bandcamp is sadielasesposas.bandcamp.com. That's L-A-S-E-S-P-O-S-A-S. I know how to spell Spanish. <laughs> you know how to spell Spanish. It's quite phonetic. <laughs> Just the way that you frame, phrased that is very good. I know how to spell Spanish. Um, this is, like I said, a band from Hamilton, Ontario. Described them uh, themselves as a raw punk band said that they were uh, listeners of the show. So shout out to you guys for that at the very least. Okay. I like, well, I like the art that I'm seeing. I hope the art is a photo from a show. Yeah. Because that's too. what I want to see at a fucking punk and hardcore show. Yep, for sure. Right. It's shitty Xerox quality, fo- like, you know, photocopy cover. It looks good. I want to see fucking blood, sweat, and tears at a fucking hardcore show. Indeed. This is a four-song demo. Um, Let's see. I guess we could uh, we could we could dive right into the opening track. It's only a minute and seven seconds long, so they're not fucking around with any sort of drawn out intros or sound clips. I would imagine. Boy, that's weird. They have one, they have one minute, two minute, one minute, two minute. Yep. You never know what you're gonna get, do you? <laughs> so let's listen to the first song, and then if we find ourselves wanting more, we can listen to the second song too. Okay. So we are gonna listen to "Unique" by Sadie and the Wives off of their self-titled seven-inch demo. <laughs>
right, we just heard the songs Unique and Petty Crime by Sadie and the Wives off of their self-titled 7-inch demo. Now, you know what I think. Yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, that was the best thing I heard tonight. Indeed. Um, as far as my personal taste, what yep. I'm into right now. Yep. Yeah, I mean, a D-beat gag. Right, yes. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they and they cite in the in the description it was written by somebody else, like a review of the demo or whatever. They cite like totalitar, right? I could definitely see like yes, there's some they're taking gas rag and uh, shit which they mention in there too, and inserting some D beat into that, and yeah, arriving at basically D beat gag. I can I How can, I can go get behind that, that right? entirely, right? Yeah, it's pretty hard to fuck up. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um. So yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, it's on schizophrenic. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I have nothing bad to say about that. It's got a good aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fucking lo-fi, just sort of give a fuck attitude with uh, the 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 look of the release. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Um, don't try too hard. Sure. Don't try too hard. Right. right. There's more menace to it that way. It seems more natural that way. I agree. Um, yeah, I would like to see this band live. For sure. I was actually just looking at their tour routing. Yeah. And they have. A fucking, they have an off day. Yeah. On May 11th between Chicago and Cleveland. So they literally have to drive through here. But I have Young Gov playing the house on May 14th. Yeah. Which is kind of a big show. And I got, you know, I got to actually pay out a fucking guarantee because I have like a proper band playing that show. (laughs) Young Gov is a proper band and they're driving back. They're on tour with Sheer Terror. Or not Sheer Terror. (laughs) I'm a fucking moron. They're on tour with Sheer Mag and they are actually doubling back from Pittsburgh. To play here, right? Just to play. You gotta the make house. sure it's a turnout. So I gotta make but, sure the turnout's good, and I gotta pay. I got you know, I gotta pay him well and shit. They're playing NWI in the ninth. They are. Yeah, I saw that. So we might maybe we roll. To oh, that. I'll be up in Michigan though. Oh, will you really? Yes. Also, we have something. We we got. We're trying to, that show in May that we're trying to go to in Philly. In Philly yes. too. That's Exit Order and shit. That's after I get back. But I'll be okay. I'll be uh, doing my thing up in Michigan the first week of May. So word. So depending on how I'm feeling, I might reach out to y'all. And try and get you a show at the house on May 11th if you want to. I would. I think. Would I be back on the 11th? I might be back by the 11th. So may, maybe, maybe. Well, I'm, well, we'll think about it. It's like I said. It's the same week as that Young Gov show, and I got to promote the shit out of that show. And I would like he, for that show to go well. He might do you so. a favor. Who, what's that? You might do them a favor. Right? <laughs> I might. Yeah, I might. I might deign to right. <laughs> allow you to play my home. Right. Well, hey, they said they were fans of the show. A private audience. Yeah. Oh, perhaps. Yeah, they could just come play for me. That's right. <laughs> That's right. No one else. <laughs> That's right. That's not a bad idea. Well, I've done that before. Uh, we had in a, a thread in the Facebook page about weirdest shows that you've played, and the one that I talked about was playing a uh, a tattoo shop with my friend Derek from the Homeless Gospel Choir in NW to a dude who admitted to us that he did not actually promote the show as a show and in fact just wanted to see us play songs so he booked us in the tattoo shop that he worked out of and uh, paid us good money to give him a private show and it was one of the most awkward and strange experiences that I've ever had okay yeah, it was really fucking I like, I like that guy's uh, moxie yeah and, and just to you know like pretty much come out with it <laughs> instead of just being like yeah you know like fuck I don't know why kids are you know he didn't even try to lie he, he, he was just like yeah man like I, I you know I really didn't promote it as a show or whatever I just kind of wanted to see you guys play the songs and I, and I figured I had the money to throw at you why not? It would be <laughs> awesome like, okay. to do something like that. Uh-huh. Not promoted as a show, right? Right, yeah. The band shows up. Mm-hmm. You just put a chair down in front of them and sit there and watch. 
right? Yeah. And then when they're done, you stand up, mm-hmm. walk over to their merch table, politely wait for them to come over, <laughs> buy a couple things of merch, thank them for their time, give them the money, and then ask them to leave. <laughs> Not even offer to put them up or no. like hang out no. with them. Like, all right, well, you guys strive. Uh, thanks a lot. Have, have, a, have, you, have you guys found a place to stay tonight? Um, <laughs> have a safe drive. Yeah. <laughs> Hope the rest of the tour goes well. See I would ya. really like to do that. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. That would be fun. Maybe we'll do that for this band. Yeah. We'll do that for Sadie and the Wives. Yeah. We'll, we'll pay them well. Yeah. We'll set aside a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And we'll just sit a chair sit down. Sit some chairs down. Yeah. Watch them play their set. No other bands. Nope. And then we go over and wait at the merch table, <laughs> buy some records, and then uh, usher them out the door. Yeah, that's a great idea. So Sadie and the Wives, if that sounds like something that you'd be into, go ahead and holler at me. Yeah, if you we'll, if, if you we'll want to get up. if you want to get weird like that, <laughs> yeah, well, we can make it happen. Right. Uh, but yeah, that shit was really fucking good. It ripped. It was exactly what I hoped it would be when I saw the aesthetic of the band. When uh, you know, I read the description when they described themselves as raw punk. All of those things playing uh, playing off of one another. This is kind of what I expected. And uh, did not disappoint. It was really fucking good. I yeah. dig that shit a lot. Uh, so that was uh, that's we got through six bands. It's almost seven. Yeah. Uh, you you got a movie to be at at seven forty five. Yeah. And we got a few uh, we got a few phone calls. And you got to read your letter to the editor. Yeah. I so do. so let's uh, let's do the phone calls first. Okay. You when we get the letter, it's 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 you know it's just a right. It's just a hot take. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. That's what letters to the editor are. Right. Um. So let's uh yeah let's do the phone calls first, and then if we get time, we'll uh, we'll do the letter to the editor. I'm listening to episode 30, and I just want to clarify the reason that Gray does not have an affinity towards the Baconator is that it had not been released yet at the time when he was in high school. The Baconator did not really hit the Wendy's market until somewhere in the 06, 07 region, whereas that would have been... uh, about the time that Gray was moving into veganism, vegetarianism, at least I think, I don't know, fucking check, fucking fact check my ass, I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) That was a pretty good call from Tim. Yeah, that was good, I like that. So, Wendy's and Greg Gordon historian, uh, (laughs) Tim Neff, yeah, explaining why that you uh, did not... uh, Get into the Baconator. Get into the Baconator like you did the Rally's Rambo burger. Yeah. So so the Baconator did come out in 07, I believe. I think that is correct. I became a vegetarian when I was 17, but it would have been towards the end of set, uh, of, of 07. Uh, and I did have a brief lapse my senior year. October yeah. 2007. Okay, there you go. So uh, I have had a Baconator, and I did eat actually a hell of a lot of Wendy's Baconators for a very brief window of time because I did go vegetarian, like I said, when I was tail end of 17, um, at the age of 17, I became vegetarian and straight edge, but I got really, really sick the next year, uh, and my mom insisted that I eat meat. That you eat Baconators? Yeah, no, not that I eat Baconators, but that I eat meat. Yeah. And then I was like, well, fuck it. She already just like, you know, she made me chicken noodle soup or whatever. Right. I'll just eat meat again. So then I ate meat again for like six months when I was like 18. And uh, I assure you, I had a lot of fucking Baconators during that time. Well, so you're going you're gonna so to piggyback. this ties in. <laughs> right, right. This does, this, tie, this, this ties in. This the air that I, that I found okay. today, right? Yeah. Uh, this is from Jacqueline Emberton in Fort Wayne. Uh-huh. Uh, Jacqueline felt compelled to write this into the paper. 
Uh, life's too short to live as a vegan. I am so over all the hype about plant-based products. I have experimented with many of these bland-tasting products. I assume it is all intended for vegans and vegetarians. I have no problem with individuals who partake of this lifestyle. However, I will continue to enjoy my, my carnivorous life and love every bite that I take. Life is too short. Live it up with good food. After all, God put animals on this earth for human consumption. Like it or not. Is so, that it? That's it. Wow, I can't believe that you assumed a pen name to write that letter to the editor. Yeah, that's just... I, I like that. I'd I like to. I'd like to hear what uh, Jacqueline's private feelings are on the gays and the blacks <laughs> as well. Yeah, no shit. Right? I mean, just that that like condescending, like it or not. <laughs> right, right. It, well, I it, have no problem with it. I don't know. I always just assume that the next word out of their mouth is going to be have to do something with like interracial marriage or something. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or like, I don't. I, I. You know. I don't mind gay folks. Just you know, keep it to yourself. Just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Right. right. It's that's the same person. Why you got to rub my face in it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's anytime that you have somebody positing that a particular resource was ordained by God to be used by humans. It's usually not a sign that the rest of their worldview is up to snuff. It's a sign that the rest of your brain doesn't even work. <laughs> yes, probably. Right? It doesn't even work. Yeah. I love the fact that, like, like my dad will say some shit sometimes. Like, you know, uh, he'll get on if he sees somebody who's obviously gay on TV. Right. Right? Like, ah, you know, look at this faggot. And he'll say some shit. And I'll be like, Dad, who gives a shit? Right. And I'm like, you're, like, one of your best friends and who was also your cousin was gay. You knew it your whole his whole life, right? And uh, he recently died, and you went to his funeral, and you were real beat up. I was like, yeah, he didn't rub it in your face. I really wish that gay people would just fucking take it to the fucking heteros. I know, dude. The same way, <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every time you see a fucking man and wife, especially like we'll say like 60 and up walking down the street or in public fucking lay into them. <laughs> yeah, like really get in. <laughs> yeah. Get a room, you fucking ass. Like, you know, just lay into yeah. them, right? Yes. I, God, I would love to see like fucking Subarus with like aggressive lesbians yelling shit at fucking heteronormative like retirees walking right. downtown. Like, you make me fucking sick, you fucking breeder pieces yeah, of shit. Exactly. Yeah, just it'd be fucking, fucking give it to them. Oh, dude, it'd be great. I, that's a world I want to live in. I fully encourage that. I, I know we have some some uh, some gay some queer listeners and whatnot. I fully encourage that behavior. Fucking take it to them. Yeah, uh, we we got a couple more uh, phone calls. Let's see what we got next. This is the Twitter police. You said wigger on the show, and you are hereby canceled. And you talked about adult babies. My feelings are more important. <laughs> well, we we've just been canceled. We've okay, been canceled by the Twitter police. Good to know. I liked that siren sound effect. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a human voice, but it was run through. Was it a siren, or was it the Twitter police si- siren sound? Is a crybaby. Well, yes, it is a it is a crybaby, yeah. right? But it's a so it's a mix of a wah and a siren run it. through what I can only assume to be was auto tune. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'm canceled yet again. I've been canceled so many times now. Did, I can't keep track. Did people get, give you some grief for using the word wigger? So, not not on the episode right. because you know I named the episode something to do with wigger slam. Right. Um, but I said it on on the internet uh, in reference to the genre, which is 
that's just the name of the genre. <laughs> you know, it's just called Wigger Slam at right. this point. Um, and <laughs> I mean, if only as asserted by you, but you know. Well, no, no, it's it's well, it's a well known. A lot of people call it Wigger Slam. Okay. Um, Joe there it is on Urban Dictionary, yeah, so see, it must they, be the truth. Yeah, and Joe Stevens, who we talked about earlier on the show, who is in Hell Regal, uh, coined the phrase Wigger Slam dickheads many, many years ago. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I did say it online, and <coughs> a woman said, wow, Wigger, really? And then, of course, a million people flocked to say, Listen, lady, if you got a problem with the name of the genre, wait till you hear the bands. Yeah, wait really. till you that's, read the lyrics. That's the least of your concerns. Yeah, and I, yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. That's what I said. I said, well, it's the whole name of the genre, so good luck changing it. And she said, well, the whole ass genre should change its name. And then someone posted a video of Cemetery Rapist and said, well, this is the guy you'll be arguing with. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, somebody did get mad at me for saying that, but... Uh, they were quickly derailed when they learned of the fact that, you know, the bands were right. bands like Cemetery Rapist and Cephalotripsy. Did people cape up for adult babies? Uh, no one caped up for adult babies. Good. I was going to say, Jesus, no. I don't want to live in a world where people cape up for adult babies. But we did teach some people about adult babies, and they were, like, Anthony from Jell was, like, crestfallen. Yeah. <laughs> he was really yeah. dumb. And then I, I've, I watched a couple videos with Josh at the house. We found a YouTube channel named Binky Princess. Oh, I gotta look at that. One. Yeah, you do. You really do. It's it's a uh, you know an adult woman, and she has a a boyfriend, a partner, a caretaker who they go through. They have some videos showing what their nightly routine is like, and he bathes her and feeds her and stuff, and uh, it's horrifying. He's, so, and here's the thing: we talked about how you know just because you're adult baby doesn't mean you're you know soiling yourself. Right. Yeah. But if you are an adult baby, mm-hmm. there is definitely a weird sexual bend to it. Oh, yeah, of course. And, yeah. hey, take that for what it's worth. Right. That guy, treat his girlfriend acts like a fucking baby, and mm-hmm. he fucks her. Hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. hmm. I, I wonder what's going on under the surface right. there. Yeah. Right. And, of course, the dude was like... <laughs> He's like a dweeby, like diminutive balding anime guy sure. who wears like a big beanie with like fake colored wigs underneath it and a bunch of wristbands, inexplicable oh, sure. wristbands sure. with like, it's, you know, a fucking Zelda Triforce t-shirt. Right. Right. Of course it's that guy. Right. And the the woman, like Binky Princess isn't hot, but she's like too attractive for that guy. Yeah. But, like, he's down with the adult baby He's the only one that'll put up with her bullshit. So who knows if he's even into it, but he was just like, well, shit, I'm not ever going to be able to fuck anybody this attractive. He's into it. Probably. Listen, (laughs) he's into it, right? Yeah. I mean... You have to be, right? You have to be, right? Because if the most attractive woman in the world and everything else was on point came up to me and then it was revealed... Right. That she was an adult baby. Right. I'd be out. Yeah. That's it. Dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a deal breaker that's a, that's in any situation. That's a deal breaker, right? If Selma Hayek wanted to fucking marry me, and then she revealed to me that she's an adult baby, guess what, Selma? You're hitting the fucking road. Yeah. Yeah. Amber Heard. Yeah, exactly. She's a fucking, apparently a goddamn nightmare. Yeah. 
Right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all the fucking like Johnny Depp shit. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Cut off his finger. Right. Yeah. Like unfucking deniable. Right. Right. Nobody's putting up with that. Absolutely bullshit. not. Fuck you. Nobody's putting up with that bullshit. Nope. Right. And if you are, you're fucking diseased. If you are, it's you're Johnny like, Depp. I guess. I've been watching a lot of my 600 pound life videos on YouTube because <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you not? It's good stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, really. Right. Holy shit. You what? You talk about staring into the asshole of God. It's watching <laughs> my 600 pound life fucking videos on YouTube. Right. Right. And. uh Invariably, mm -hmm. right? When somebody's like, uh, especially, well, we'll stick with the the the. We'll say that like, um, when when the woman is in a relationship, if she's like, you know, huge, mm -hmm. her husband is invariably a scrawny, paunchy, like balding dude mm -hmm. with a sleeveless shirt on yep. and mesh shorts. Yeah, <laughs> in fucking variably. Yes. Yep, every right? time. Yep. Invariably. Yeah. Right. And and like. The big, huge, fat guys—they're mm -hmm. not finding anybody to fucking to deal with them, right? <laughs> no one, dude. right? Because no. that's that scrawny fucking dude. He's into that, right? Exactly. Right. So that's what he's into. He's yep. a feeder. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, he's a God. feeder, oh. and uh, he's looking to make his human balloon that he can bounce on, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. But uh, no woman is putting up with nah. a fucking 700-pound man whose dick is somewhere in an abscess underneath his fucking pantus. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Right? Yep. Nobody's fucking putting up with that. No. Only only men are base enough. Right, that's, that's <laughs> what I mean. What like, only men are base enough to go after something like that. All right, All right. We, got, uh, we got two more messages, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up for the day. Hey, guys, Larry again. I uh, just wanted to congratulate you on... Uh Making me laugh really hard. Uh, it into tears. It went from laughter to tears about the adult baby uh, stuff you're talking about. Um, I could have sworn talking about my father-in-law at first, but that's neither here nor there. Um, other thing I want to bring up: I was thinking about that poor guy who interviewed the dude from the cemetery rapist and how he was unsuccessful at uh, getting a good interview out of them. My thought is that the only person on the planet that potentially could get a good interview out of the guy from Cemetery Rapids would probably be Terry Gross. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good full circle moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, because Larry, of course... Um, Famously advocated on the show for Terry Gross to be dragged into the street and beaten to death. I think, I, honestly, I would love to hear Terry Gross interview Clay from Cemetery Rapist. <laughs> yes, yeah, that would be an incredible. I, I, interview. I would love, I would love that. Yeah. Um, Clay's always bringing bringing the good stuff. Uh, uh, Clay, Larry's Larry. always, yes, Larry's Larry, always yeah. bringing good stuff on the fucking calls. No, for sure. He uh, he al he also admonished me yesterday for admitting to liking Don Henley's record, "Building the Perfect Beast." Jesus, I, dude, I like that record. <laughs> I don't know Holy why. Holy shit! So like, I, when I was helping my mom move over the weekend, uh -huh. and we were unpacking her stuff, yeah, you know, she listens to like. 70s soft rock mom music right you yeah, know yeah. just put in fucking dan fogelberg radio and let it go my mom loves dan fogelberg right just put in dan fogelberg radio you're gonna get dan fogelberg harry chapin jim yeah. croce america uh -huh. you're gonna get all that sort of stuff yeah which i have a soft spot for because it just reminds me of being a little kid sure yeah yeah right but one thing i will not fucking cotton to 
Just Don goddamn Henley. <laughs> I like that. But, so I think, in my defense, I think it's because it also reminds me of being a kid. Because my mom loved that fucking record, Building the Perfect Beast. Yeah. And now when I hear Sunset Grill, it just gives me nothing but warm feelings. Man. Also, I think if you, I think if you, if you made the the vocals to that song specifically, that song could be like a power plant song if you just change the vocals. You re-listen to that fucking song. There's a lot of weird synth <laughs> okay, on there. There's okay. like chorusy guitars. Yeah, yeah. You change the vocals to that song, it, it, it's a banger. I'm gonna tell you, the Eagles uh-huh. and everything fucking related to the Eagles can fucking sip shit to the grave. Yeah, I don't like. <laughs> I don't like the Eagles very much at all, but I do like that Don Henley record. All right. I don't know why. All right. We got one more uh, one more call. Yo, what's up, Gray and Nate? Um, I did not call to talk shit. Uh, my name is G. Michael Thomas. I met both of you guys in the summer of 2018 in Canada. Um, we stayed at a homie's house together. When we first met each other, Gray, you, comment, you gave me a compliment on my shoes which was nice of you. And, um, yeah, we hung out for a bit here and there sporadically. I enjoyed talking to you guys. Um, then I got really fucked up. And so the next time we saw each other was in the morning and I was like kind of passed out on the couch and y'all were leaving. Knowing that you guys were straight, I just don't know if that left a bad impression on you. Don't know if I care that much, but, um, mainly, Enjoyed meeting you guys quite a bit, from my point of view. So I listened to the podcast uh, once it popped up in my feed. I haven't been on Instagram, Facebook in a bit, but nonetheless been trying to follow this podcast. And, uh, yeah, I really like it. And I guess the main reason for the call is that um, I find myself really connecting with both you in different ways. Like, Nate, I'm a bit of an older guy, too. You're a couple years older than me. But um, just the way that you have this uh, unbridled passion for hating on things, don't give a fuck, I think that's really funny. Gray, sometimes you express an interest in a lot more what Nate refers to, and I guess what I would probably refer to as well as ignorant and stupid stuff. Totally mean that as a total praise compliment. Yeah, I'm the same way. I love that shit. All that dumb shit, caveman shit. So anyways, love you guys, love your music. Uh maybe one day I'll send you my new my new shit if I get some nut and uh keep doing what you're doing. And fuck you guys. <laughs> I like the tradition now of ending calls with telling us to fuck ourselves. Yeah, yeah, I like um, that. So yeah, was you, that started with the pulpit guy? Yeah, man, maybe. Maybe I know I know that it happened before that. Okay, they, they, I, I think that's a pretty early on in the history of calling into the show. Okay. So yeah, that was G. Michael Thomas. I don't know. You remember meeting that dude? We met him uh, through Homeboy, who runs Blacktop Records. Yeah, through Ben. Yep, through Ben, and he stayed at Ben's house that right. night. We met him at the fest mm-hmm. in downtown, whatever the city that Ben lives yeah, in. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. The name. Oh, but London. Is it? Was it London? No, no, no. That's not London. The fest that he put on? Yeah, it was wasn't it, London. It no, wasn't London. It wasn't right. London. It wasn't no. London. No, I can't remember the name of this. It's a tiny little fucking right, town. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, we met that dude. He was a really nice guy. I had a yeah. conversation or two with him on Instagram uh, after the fact. And yeah, I guess I, I hadn't noticed that he had kind of fallen off of social media because I don't pay that much attention to social well, media. Well, probably his 
crippling fucking substance abuse. <laughs> I will tell you that I'll never forget how disappointed I was <laughs> after talking to this nice guy. And then the next day he's fucking passed out like a goddamn bum. That's a fucking baby, right? How are you going to pass out around a baby? Everybody should be watching to make sure that baby doesn't get up to some shit. And here he is laying like a fucking sack of shit. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And that baby was adorable. Yeah, it was an adorable baby, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> well, you've disappointed Nate. <laughs> what a shame. Uh, no, I, that was that was a nice call. I like that. Yeah, 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 that was nice. Thanks for keeping up with the show. Uh, if you uh, if you as you uh, you characterized it, get some nuts. Definitely send some uh, send some music over. We'll check it out. We might like it. We might not. But uh, as you mentioned, don't know if you care that much. Good attitude to have. That is a good is a good attitude. You to have. shouldn't care that much about almost anything, let alone our opinion. So I do care about doing another trip like that. That was a fun, for sure. That was a fun road trip. Well, Ben talked Ben talked to me about maybe play, playing uh, the fest this coming summer. Okay. So if if that's the case, we could definitely we, we could definitely make a trip out of that again. I'm down to hit the road. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, let's uh, the dogs barking. You got to get on the road. Do let's, we have some Patreon? <clears throat> yeah, I was gonna say let's shout out the because we got a handful of new Patreon. Subscribers, um, we all at the five dollar tier, I believe. We've got Damian Moyle. Uh, I mentioned Damian play, used to play in uh, Morning Again, played in Culture, played in a bunch of cool bands. So that's rad. I'm a fan of all those bands. Thanks for subscri- subscribing to the Patreon. I've seen you in the uh, Facebook group. Um, the Facebook group, a little update on that, has continued to be, by and large, uh, a pretty positive and productive place I, where actual know, conversation is happening. And that's because we're being positive on the show. That that could be, right? Yeah, right. we're setting We've the turned precedent. the corner. It's right. a new day. Yeah. It, we're fucking positive. Yeah, for sure. So then we have got Drake McComas. Then we have got Anthony Webster, who I mentioned earlier, being very upset about the adult baby issue. Um, Anthony plays guitar in gel. Awesome dude. Then we have got uh, Jason Sparks, and I think that is the last new Patreon donor that we have got. Um, We're almost up to three hundred now. We're like nine dollars short of the three hundred dollar tier. So I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna look. I'll probably after I get done editing this tonight, I'll I'll probably look at some computers and see what's up. Uh, Might might just order one tonight. Who knows? It's it's like those fucking PBS. Uh, fundraising mm-hmm. breaks. They never fucking end. They never stop asking you for money. <laughs> they don't. Never. And neither will we. That's right. We'll keep on asking. So if you want to send us money, you can head over to patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. If you want to submit music, hit us at the uh, Gmail or there's a dedicated thread in the Facebook group. The Gmail is demo listen podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to call us, you can hit us up at 260-222-8341. Um, yeah, the Patreon is is going going pretty well. We're gonna buy, like I said, I'm gonna buy a new computer. One of the dudes who played in that band MVA, we uh, we praised the artwork for one of their releases. We didn't really like the release that much, but we said the artwork was yeah. good. One of the dudes in that band did the artwork. Yeah, and I followed him on Instagram. He does really good fucking art. <laughs> he actually hit me up today about possibly doing a, a, a shirt design for the show. Okay. And we need to get a shirt design. We need to get a shirt out to subscribers. We need to get some things out. And yeah. we need to get some stuff out. So I told him that uh, probably next month we'd have it in the budget, you know, to actually commission him to do some stuff. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. I got my budget. Yeah, well, yeah, good for you, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, on, that, uh, on that note, we will sign out for the week, and uh, we'll holler at you next time.